Greetings and welcome to the Spirit Souls, which be kind enough to follow if you're listening and subscribe if you are watching with either. Please like and comment as I'm your grateful host, Dan Riley. I turned the volume up on the phone portion of my ham radio to listen to a Saturday morning swap net. Along the way, I came across an older sounding chap with a tremendous signal and a golden voice. He was telling whomever he was talking with something about a thousand marbles. I was intrigued and I stopped to listen. Well, Tom, it sure sounds like you're busy with your job. I'm sure they pay you well, but it's a shame you must be away from your home and your family so much. Hard to believe a young fellow like you should have to work 60 or 70 hours a week to make ends meet. And it was too bad you missed your daughter's dance rehearsal. It continued. Let me tell you something that has helped me keep a good perspective on my own priorities. And that's when he began to explain his theory of a thousand marbles. You see, I sat down one day and did a little arithmetic. The average person lives about 75 years. Sure, some live more and some live less. But on average, folks live about 75 years. Now then, I multiplied 75 times 52, which comes to 3,900. This is the number of Saturdays that the average person has in their entire lifetime. It took me until I was 55 years old to think about this in any deep way, he went on. And by that time, I had already lived 2,800 Saturdays. I got to thinking that if I lived to be 75, I only had a 1,000 of them left to enjoy. So I went to a toy store, bought every single marble they had. I ended up having to visit three toy stores to round up the 1,000 marbles. I took them home and put them inside a large, clear plastic container right here in the shack next to my radio gear. Every Saturday since, I have taken one marble out and thrown it away. I found that by watching these marbles diminish, I focus more on the important things in life. There's nothing like watching your time here on this earth run out to help keep your priorities straight. This morning, I took the very last marble out of the container. I figure if I make it until next Saturday, I've been given a little extra time. And the one thing we can all use is a little more time. It was nice to meet you, Tom. I hope you spend more time with your family. And I hope I meet you again here on this band. This is K9NZQ, clear and going, QRT. Good morning. I planned to work on the antenna that morning. And then I was going to meet up with a few hams to work on the next club newsletter. Instead... I went upstairs and woke my wife with a kiss. Come on, honey. I'm taking you and the kids to breakfast. What what brought this on, she asked with a smile. Oh, nothing special. It's just been a long time since we've spent a Saturday together with the kids. Hey, do you think we can stop at the store while we're out? I need to buy some marble. That thought-provoking little story was of one young man overhearing the conversation between another young man and a wise old man on their ham radios. A conversation that had him change his plans for the day. 
There's no need to explain the moral of the story. It's self-evident. I don't know when it was that we as a culture came to view death as morbid, taboo. The word itself, we're even hesitant to utter. It had to have been a long, long time ago. I read that in ancient Rome at the times of the Caesars, there was a person whose only job was to hold a laurel wreath over the head of Caesar and from time to time intone the words, Thou art mortal, thou art mortal. These all-powerful men had the wisdom to know that they too were just mere mortals, and lest they forget, they needed reminding of that fact from time to time. Even with the, all the power vested in them by the gods, they still understood that they were given just a small sliver of time and a modest plot of ground to till before they too merged back into the mystery. So it was sometime after the fall of Rome and long before I was born that we as a culture preferred not to talk about death. So much so, think of all the euphemisms we use for death. Grandma passed away. Your dad transitioned last night. And Jimmy, and Jimmy, he lost his battle to cancer. But, but we don't mind saying, my, my iPhone died, my daffodil plant died, or my car battery died. And one intrepid soul claims he even knows the day the music died. Ah, that old song by the birds, turn, 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 said it well. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. There's no need to explore the concept of death with our young children, not in an age when death of a parent or grandparent threatens the very notion of security. But by the time, say they're in their 40s, well, it might be okay then. Over time, I gradually came to a place where contemplating death was more fascinating than it was morbid. It probably started when I read the book Tuesdays with Murray decades ago. A successful sports columnist, Mitch Album discovered his old college professor, Maury Schwartz, was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. What started as a single Tuesday visit turned into 14 Tuesday visits, in which the professor dispensed a unique perspective about life and death, and imparts the wisdom that only a dying old man can do. The sports writer captures the essence of those visits in his famous book. A few years later, an equally moving book, The Last Lecture, was written by Randy Posh. The title, The Last Lecture, comes from a program in which Posh, a college professor, participated in. Carnegie Mellon commissioned top academics to think deeply about what really mattered to them and to give a hypothetical final talk. What wisdom would they try and impart to the world if they knew it were their last lecture? Well... It turned out not to be hypothetical for Paj. About a month before his lecture, he learned he had pancreatic cancer. His final lecture included stories of his childhood, lessons he wanted his own children to learn, and all those things about, about himself he wanted his kids to know. These stories were anything but morbid. Quite the contrary. They were inspiring. In business, there's a well-accepted maximum, begin with the end in mind knowing exactly where you want to go, what objectives are to be accomplished, and what success looks like long before the enterprise is undertaken usually makes for mission accomplished. Analogizing this story to the totality of life can only go so far. Certainly, as one goes through their youth and formative years, 
the age of innocence as we know it, they wouldn't want to burden themselves with such profound thoughts. It's not the time for that. Just as there is a time to laugh and a time to weep, a time to sow and a time to reap, there is a time to contemplate such heavy thoughts. Many psychologists suggest that that time often comes when the parent of the same sex dies. People really grasp, finally grasp, some for the first time, that this ride is actually going to end someday. What did I come here to do? What is my mission or purpose in life? How do I want to be remembered? What was I born to do? I'm certainly more than a cosmic accident. Oh, for most of us, the answer to those questions are not grand tasks like finding a cure for cancer or creating a piece of music that surpasses Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. It's more along the lines of what the sage from Concord said about success. To laugh often and much. To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children. To appreciate beauty. To find the best in others. To leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child or a garden patch or a remedied social condition. To know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived this. This is to have succeeded. A jar of marbles isn't for everybody, but having a personal ritual, some method of reminding ourselves from time to time that we're just here on holiday is not a bad idea. As for me, there are still marbles in the jar, but for today, that's all there is. If you are listening, please follow. If you are watching, please subscribe. With either, please like and comment. This is Dan Riley taking you on an odyssey and tour. Until next time, go